0: All right, welcome back. It's gotten strangely little attention, but for the last couple of weeks or so, teachers in District 186 here in Springfield have been working without a contract. Their contract expired. Now, they're still under the terms of the old contract, but they have been holding negotiations on a new agreement. And, and it's still unresolved. So to get an update on that, we're talking now live with Aaron Graves. He's the president of the Springfield Education Association. And Aaron, thanks for your time. Great to have you on the show this afternoon.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Jim.
0: All right. Well, uh, first of all, just um, I, I, explain what got us to this point. How long have talks been going on and uh, when, when did the contract technically expire?
1: So we've been, well. The contract technically expired the day before we started school this year. Uh, we've been in contract negotiations throughout the summer. Uh, we've we've logged in six or seven days thus far at about seventy hours of sitting at the bargaining table with the district.
0: Seventy hours. Uh, are are you getting close to an agreement then? Well, uh,
1: we're we're still bargaining, but uh, it's it's hard going. We're we're a ways apart, honestly, Jim.
0: What uh, what seems to be the holdup? You know, we, we've had it would seem like an improved situation in terms of state funding. And we have a new school funding formula that's supposed to be channeling more money into District 186. Um, there have been some you know changes that have been made to address teacher shortages and things. Those would seem to be conducive to an agreement. So what what's still holding things up here?
1: Well, absolutely, Jim. As you mentioned, the district has more money that it's had in years past through multiple revenue streams. Uh, however, you know um, we're we're ten teaching positions short. We're twenty uh, educational support roles vacant, uh, like to date. Um, you know, teachers teachers are doing more, working harder than ever. The job gets tougher. Um, you know. It, it's a multifaceted issue, but as far as at the bargaining table, um, you know, we're, we're asking for a few specific things, and we've made proposals around some stuff that we think is great for, for kids, the community, uh, and for the employees of the district, but it, it requires um, a little bit of, of financial uh, support to make those things happen.
0: I know you, you can't do the bargaining in the media, but yeah. in in some general way, I mean, the teacher shortage is a chronic problem throughout much of Illinois. Is it just throwing money at, at teacher salaries? Is that going to resolve it here, fill those positions you're talking about? Are there other things that need to be done to address some of that uh, that shortfall in hiring?
1: Well, no, I mean, it's not money alone. I mean, although uh, we have to stay competitive, uh, you know, and, and I realize, you know, the, the district has to be fiscally responsible to the taxpayers and the citizens it represents, but uh, you have to put yourself in the game if you want to, if you want to get people and, and retain people. Uh, it also, you know, there, when people are working and finding jobs, you know, they're, they're looking at things based around safety and security and professionalism and mental health, regardless of the of the place, uh, workplace that we work in. And, and those are all parts of the puzzle.
0: Can you talk at all in, in terms of what, what you mean in uh, improving areas like safety, security, or, or mental health? What sorts of things would address those concerns from the SEA's perspective?
1: Um, well, you know, uh, I think... Uh, organizations that really are in tune uh, with their employees have really strong employee assistance programs uh, and they have um, they have managers who are are very much in tune with the needs of their of their workers you know um, in ours it's a unique profession right we need to be uh, really in tune with the needs of our students and uh, and with the needs of our parents honestly and and that requires resources, and resources require money. Otherwise, they're you know they're unfunded, whether they're mandates or not. Do you so,
0: feel like the district's employee employee assistance program isn't adequate?
1: Well, we haven't had one for the past many years.
0: You, there, uh, there there isn't an EAP in District One Eighty Six. I'm I'm astonished.
1: The, there there currently has not been for many years. Uh, when we made cuts years ago. Uh, that was that was one of the things to go. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I agree. How you know? And in in the district's defense, the, the you know one of the things without you know giving too much inside away, they're they're negotiating positively on that avenue.
0: Uh, so. How likely is it, do you think, that you can work through these issues and, and come to terms and get a contract signed?
1: You know, I think uh, the Board of Education and Superintendent Gill, uh, I think they want to do what's right uh, for our students, uh, for the employees of District 186, and for the community. And And I think, I firmly feel that we can bridge that gap Um uh, but again, you know, we're we're a ways apart, um, and it's going to take a little bit of of giving to to get to where is is acceptable to our members.
0: Are the talks right now still just between the SEA and the the school district? There's not been a mediator or anything brought in at this point, mm-hmm. has there? There
1: has not been a mediator brought in at this point. But uh, I mean, we're we're one step away. <laughs> I mean, we we don't want to do that. We realize that that takes it to another whole other level, but uh, uh, but at this point, it might be inevitable.
0: the um, uh, The district's longtime business manager is is retiring. I, in fact, I think this week. Is that complicating this at all? They're having a changeover in the financial management of the district.
1: No, uh, both. Uh both the retiring business manager Bill Basco and the incoming Nate Fritz are, are highly capable um, administrators, and uh, I don't think that further complicates it. Uh, Nate's Nate's been part of the handoff in the whole process, so uh, I, I feel, I feel about that, Jim. Okay. Uh, I feel confident in their both their abilities.
0: We're talking with Aaron Grace, president of the Springfield Education Association, about the status of talks. So the next round of talks is coming up on Wednesday of next week? The 4th. Yeah, so Wednesday. Oh, 5th, excuse me. Okay, so Thursday the 5th then. All right. And um, has there been any talk at this point about if this doesn't progress? Uh, You said the next step would then be a mediator being brought in. Has there been any talk about whether this could ultimately lead to a strike authorization vote?
1: Well, I I know nobody wants a strike, Jim, and we're, and we're a long ways off from a strike. Uh, a strike is the final step, um, you know, in any bargaining process. Uh, again, I feel uh, firmly confident that the district will do what's right uh, by employees, students, and the community and uh, help us <laughs> get to a, a place we can both feel good about before we'd ever get there.
0: Aaron, keep us posted on this, if you would. We're obviously interested in it, as is everybody uh, in the district. One other uh, quick question, uh, because we've been reporting today, uh, we've had a recent resignation uh, on the school board. There will be a replacement in subdistrict five. Five people have applied for that. Does the SEA have a particular favorite among that group, or anybody that you would uh, you would like to see become the next uh, school board member in subdistrict five?
1: No, Jim, and I appreciate you asking. I, all five of those uh, potential members are. I mean, they they would make great candidates, uh, and, and you know, it, I think it's a real tough decision for the district. I mean, you've got some um, candidates that are uh, very involved in their in their community and are doing great work in their professions. And uh, but the truth is, we're just excited that there's so many great candidates that are willing to come out and be be part of. Uh, improving the community and and improving the school district. And and the SEA is ready to work alongside with them.
0: Some really good names in there. Listen, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for your time. And, again, keep us posted on how things are progressing with this. Will do, Jim. Good to talk to you this Thank afternoon. You. 217-629-7970. Day. So that's where we stand right now, District 186, and the uh, negotiation with the Springfield Education Association, teachers technically working without a contract, although, you know, again, that's uh, a, a statement of art. They, in fact, are under the terms of the previous contract, so they're not just hanging out there in limbo. But obviously, everybody would like to get this resolved if it can be done in a way that is uh, equitable for the teachers, equitable for the taxpayers, et cetera. So... I'll watch that uh, that carefully here. Uh, I uh, apologize for being caught a little bit flat-footed. I uh, I guess I somehow in the recesses of my mind, and I've you know watched District 186 for a lot of years, and the uh, the the disassembling of the employee assistance program was something that had slipped my mind. To be perfectly honest, uh, I'm uh, as I said, I'm a little astonished that uh, in this day and age given not just the on-the-job pressures, and there are a lot of them for teachers, but also just the mounting pressures of life. Uh, you know, a good, strong employee assistance program to help with uh, mental health issues and issues potentially of addiction and things. Um, that's, that seems almost cr- critically important in, in an organization of the size and scope of District 186. So I, I hope that that is an area that they can address. And again, and not just because, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, I have a daughter who is a teacher in the district. Now, I'm also a taxpayer in District 186. I'm not looking for them to, you know, uh, give away the store or anything. But I do want—and the and listen, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know this is not a new position for me, and I didn't just come around to this after I had family working in the district. I have said for a long time, we've got to take care of our teachers. We've got to uh, pay them commensurate with the importance of the job they do and the skill with which they do it. And I'm going to tell you, and I believe this since before my children started in District 186 and their time there— Absolutely convinced me of it, and I feel just as strongly today. We have a lot of extraordinary teachers in this district, and they're doing some amazing work, sometimes in the most difficult of conditions and in the most uphill of climbs. So you know, we we do need to address that financially, but these you know, these other things too, like I said, an EAP. I just I just think that that is an absolute necessity in this day and age. You know, convince me otherwise. Um and if uh, that, that's going to you know, not be resolved in here, but you heard Aaron Graves say that he feels like the district's moving positively, at least in that direction. So, that's where we stand on that this afternoon. Um, and again, as you heard too, the, uh, the the subdistrict five, you've got five people um, with their names in there. I know three of them, uh, who I think all would be pretty darn good. Um, and I don't know the other two, but it is uh, nice for the school board to have good, solid choices. And as Aaron said, tough decision, and glad it's it's not mine so we should know uh next week tuesday uh they will um make that decision and i believe the new uh the new appointee will be sworn in that night so again changes coming to the school board and then that uh, new school board member and uh the others who are still on the board will have some uh you know some business to get down to to uh get this contract in place so that we avert any problems down the road